Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week I'm joined by Brad Ellis. Yo. And special guest, Rogers Bass. How's it going? What is going on, everybody? It's going good. I've been playing some Elden Ring, playing some Triangle Strategy, and now we're talking about Zelda. It's a good year. <laughs> yeah, it's a good year for most. Um, maybe one thing we will be talking about might upset some people, or some people might be a little bit disappointed about, but not wholly unexpected. But you were talking a lot about Elden Ring. You're talking about Triangle yes. Strategy, Roger. Yes. But I want to ask you about another game, because you are playing another game. I am. Yeah, I, in Final fact, I just finished streaming one. Fantasy fourteen. Oh, we're going there. Okay, wait. I thought you were going to ask me about Kirby. Oh, I like this. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Because, Who do you want to find out about? This is fantastic. Because okay. you are talking to the two guys at Easy Allies who probably oh, play man. that game the most. Um, we Both Brad and I have uh, finished everything uh, through Endwalker. But I oh, know wow. you're in Heaven's Ward. I believe, I actually right? just beat Heaven's War. Oh, right. I'm now nice. officially onto Stormblood. So my uh, my reaction recap for the end of Heaven's War going into Stormblood will probably be next week. But the first Stormblood stream I just did was on Twitch like two days ago. So yeah, I'm I'm in the thick of it now. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, you obviously are liking it by that reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm curious going going through those first two parts, Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward. The general sentiment always is A Realm of Born's a little bit worse, Heaven's War is much better. Do you agree with that yeah. sentiment? And did you, did you think A Realm of Born was. How do you feel about Realm of Born in general? Yeah, I had no preconceived notions of like what to expect for Final Fantasy XIV at all. And I am not an MMO person at all either. Like, I didn't grow up playing World of Warcraft. I tried getting into Final Fantasy XI, and I just, like, couldn't get into it. And then I had heard from very early on that, like, oh, 14 is terrible, and then they rebooted 14, and now, obviously, that's part of the story. So, like, that blew my mind from the beginning of Realm Reborn. I'm like, they're making it canon that the first version of this game was bad? Like, this is amazing. So, <laughs> I, I, I loved it from the get-go, and I actually really enjoyed Realm Reborn. Like, admittedly, it was a little slower than Heaven's Ward, but but, um, yeah, I mean, Heaven's Ward standalone, I'd say, is probably, like, one of my favorite RPGs of all time now, too. It's, like, Horshafont and Renfilia. It's, like, there's too much. There's too much to discuss. But, yeah, I, I am absolutely loving it. I think the, the final boss, like, technically, of Heaven's Ward, the, the mm -hmm. final steps of fate or faith or whatever that mission is called, mm -hmm. I was going through every emotion in the book. Right? I'm, like, I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm, I'm overcome with hype with, like, the new form of Asinian. It was just, the whole thing was so cool. So I've been having a blast with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm taking my time. My, my yes. hope Good. is that I can get to Endwalker by the end of the year is my hope. Because I really do want to play the new expansion whenever that comes out in like a couple of years alongside everybody else. But uh, but yeah, I mean, at the pace I'm going, I started Realm Reborn in January and I'm already in Stormblood. So I feel like I'm moving pretty good. I feel like that's such a good mentality to have is taking yeah. your time with that game. And mm -hmm. the fact that the expansions come out every few years, it's like unless you start right before an expansion comes out. That's like a good kind of like measuring stick to use. Like you got, oh, oh, yeah. you got two year goal to like catch up with that. That's like plenty of time. But even people yeah. are caught up. It's designed just to like play the story if you want. Like going to drops every few months, they do a, a small story update and go play other games. So I got to ask you this because I don't know this, Roger. <laughs> what is your main class? Like what are you mostly playing as? You know I'm a Viera Samurai. That's what oh, I am. I wanted to be samurai. a bunny boy the second I saw the added bunnies with Endwalker. I'm like, bro, it's over. I got to do that. So I, I bought all the way up to Endwalker so I could be a Viera. And uh, yeah, I actually started as a warrior. And then I realized, okay. oh, tank is really important. And everybody mm -hmm. relies on you if you're playing tank. And so my girlfriend's been playing with me too as well, and she plays healing class. Um, and so I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to run in as a DPS, and I was trying to figure out which one I would like the best, and really Samurai is the one that just clicked. So obviously, like as you might have seen with some of my other streams, if you've been seeing them, I don't fully comprehend like everything about the class yet, oh, but I'm getting fine. there. So now I understand, yeah. like, okay, you have to do the right combos in the right order to build up for Mifune to do the attack. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it so far. I really am. It's like... The game has gone so above my expectations at this point. And even, like, the first area of Stormblood that I just got to, Kugane, I think is the name of it, mm -hmm. like the cool feudal Japanese place, bro, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it's already this good, I can't wait to see what's going to happen for the rest of it. Pretty excited to see your adventures yeah. continue. May I yeah. make one recommendation uh, when you okay. get time? 
if you haven't done it already, because you didn't mention it by name, and I feel like anyone who's played this would have mentioned it by name. Uh, it's a side quest chain that begins in Realm Reborn. It's a, the okay. Adventures of Hildebrand. Um, the Adventures of Hildebrand. Okay. All right. Uh, after you want, I can tell you where to start the quest. We can after okay. the podcast records. I'll tell you. It's a, it's an Ulda, the the okay. one of the towns. I think you will be blown away by it. I think it's really? right up. It's it's if you like comedy, man. It is okay, it, and like you, like it's anime. It I is do. the most yeah. anime storyline. You are gonna have a fantastic time. With I'm it. ready for it. No, the only the only like side thing technically, but I don't even think it's really a side thing because it's kind of connected to the main story that I did was Crystal Tower, and you then everyone's to, yeah. telling me, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, you got to do coils and you got to do Alexander. Yep. And so I, I will do both of those at one point, but I'm just trying to get through the main stuff first. Those yeah. are to better understand the story to come that you're gonna be experiencing. Yeah. What I'm talking yeah. about is not part of the main story. It is its own self-contained thing, but it is probably some of the best, most enjoyable stuff. Because so it's like it's, the Kakashi takes his mask off episode of Naruto. I'm excited for mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and for Brad, real quick, before we wrap this up, I don't, I don't know if you got to see it, but that live letter one they announced ninja changes. Uh, Trick Attack is getting changed. I just saw this today, now, man. It's a personal DPS. Yeah, and they made mug, like, and they changed it to mug? mug. It's not even Trick Attack anymore. I guess oh, do you so. play ninja then? Yeah, I Brad's did ninja. for a long time. Oh, I, for neat. like years. I'm playing Reaper right now, but I played ninja neat. for many years. Neat. And then Damiani, what do you play? Oh, uh, uh, for serious content, I play Healer, White Mage Scholar. Um, Interesting. But I can okay, play cool. Tank DPS. And then, he can play everything. Well, not every job, <laughs> but like one of every kind of category, like physical yeah. rage, melee, tank, healer. But uh, the the other big thing for me is they just also announced I really like the the PvP in the game. But uh, mm. two weeks when the new patch drops, PvP is completely changing. It's getting a whole new oh. system and everything. They're doing a battle pass system. So, like, by just participating, as you rank up, like, by just playing and ranking up, you get rewards. Yeah. And, like, oh, gear okay. and, like, currency you can spend on, like, mounts, minions. So they're really trying to get people involved in it, like, lowering that barrier to, to play. And, the yeah, we don't, don't need to talk about this too much, but, like, it looks... Uh, cautiously optimistic is how I feel about it. It's like like everything yeah. else. Just need to get my hands on it and actually play it to see how it feels for veterans. But the reward system they're doing for it looks fantastic. And one of the oh, best I'm things excited. they're doing is uh, you, everyone's gonna get these custom character plates uh, that you you can like inspect. And like when you start content, they will show up. Like they're gonna start with PvP, but when a match begins, like five v five match, your character profile shows up in like the like the five characters you're playing with, the teammates. You get to make a profile picture that shows up. Like you get to do like a oh. G, like a selfie shot and do that. Yeah, like a G pose. And then, yeah, yeah, a G pose, and then you can make that onto like this plaque of your card of your player card. And by doing certain content, you unlock customizable options for it. So oh, I love they're really this. leaning into like that like glamour personalization angle for that. And it starts See, with PvP, which I think is a smart idea. That's my worry as well, because everyone because I love glamour and customization kind of stuff. Because obviously, like I'm a huge Animal Crossing fan. That's like one of my all time favorite franchises. And so right away, like I bought a, a room in my free company house, and like I decorated my whole room already, and I have my bed and my loft. So I'm doing things that I know I probably shouldn't be spending all my gil on yet. Hey. But I I love that aspect of it. So yeah, I've been having whatever a blast. you want to do with your time. I mean, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. the name of the game. And man, yeah something for you to look forward to because it's not even out yet uh they are literally adding an animal crossing thing to the game in four months it's called island sanctuary it's literally an island where you have raised minions mounts you have like gardens it's like it's an island and with other players you can have like chocobo villages and tonberry village shut up i never even knew about this when did they announce this during that that live letter thing this was announced a while ago during uh it was part of the expansion reveal and we haven't seen anything. In, they've only shown artwork and listed details, but we haven't seen it in action yet. Yeah. But it, it's the next patch. So not the one that's coming out this month, but in f- yeah. they're every four months now. So in August, around August of this year, towards the end of this year, Roger, when you yeah. might catch up, that oh would God. be ready to go. And I think, You just yeah. got a live Roger's base live reaction from that. <laughs> I had no idea they are even putting that in there. That is, that is, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. You just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to play now. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Jones will probably <laughs> love that too. The two of you probably should like, mm-hmm. like team up for that. Man. Oh my God, please. Everybody add me. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, from uh, vibes of jubilation here over Final Fantasy yes. 14 to something a little bit more uh, low hitting here. 
but not wholly unexpected. Uh, AJ Anuma this past week gave us a second video announcement, giving us an update on the status of Breath of the Wild sequel, letting us all know that while they indeed tried their hardest to get it out this year, they want to let us know it's going to be hitting next year instead. It's getting officially delayed to spring of next year. We got a tiny bit of new footage, um, still no title, and yeah, it was kind of like this is exactly like the last one where it's like, hey, this is what's up, and uh, we can't wait to show you more. But it's we will what it it's like it's, it will come out when it's ready, basically. And as expected, we have a lot of patron questions about oh, why sure. this happened, yeah. what does this mean. <laughs> yeah. So I know that both of you are ready to share your thoughts and ideas on this. And that first one, the first question coming from Raul, it's about that name. Since we still don't know Breath of the Wild 2's name, I have to assume it must be a spoiler, such as something alluding to playing as multiple characters or whatever. What are your thoughts on this, and do you think we'll get the title before the end of the year? Title? Yes, definitely. I think we'll get it at E3 time. You or think whatever. so? Yeah, I think, because it's going to be like less than a year out by that time, and like, why don't like, why hold the title for so long? Just tell us the damn name. Like you gotta tell us. There's gotta be like a blowout around that time, especially if it's gonna be pushed to next year. Because Breath of the Wild had a huge blowout the year before the E3 before it came out too. So like it's time, baby. It's time to show this game off. Yeah, I I actually don't know. Because my my initial theory about all of this after watching that little bit of new footage that we got is that they haven't announced it yet because it has something to do with the way the Master Sword's going to look in the actual logo. You know how, like, the, the Zelda logos always have the sword in it, and there's Breath of the Wild even does, too, with, like, the ruins? So I was thinking maybe the reason they haven't shown the logo or the title yet was because of that. But then the more I think about it, they could just name the game mm -hmm. in the same text that they're doing for all the trailers where it says the sequel to Breath of the Wild. So it probably isn't that. And I know there's a lot of rumors out there about what the name could be. Like, someone was saying Breath of Duality or something I saw online. Um... I was actually thinking about this on a recent live stream because I was playing Majora's Mask on NSO. I'm wondering if maybe there's like a tie to Majora because there's the stuff in there about like the ancient tribe that never really was like fully built upon a Majora's Mask. And considering the fact like this game is kind of the Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild's Ocarina of Time, right? It's built on the same engine. It's building out that world. I'm wondering if maybe it's going to be a play on that as well. They just don't want people to know that yet. Um, but then again, like... There's ties where Link is flying in the sky with the clouds, and then you're seeing the Master Sword breaking, so I'm like, maybe it's going to be the Death of Fire or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I really have no idea. Yeah, I just to put it out there, the developers did insinuate that the title would be give away something that they don't want revealed just yet. So specifically, yeah. a word or phrase in the title is very important. And mm -hmm. the assumption is it either ties to the core gameplay mechanic um, or something else. You, you said, like, duality. Uh, uh, the thing yeah. I've seen a lot, Roger, is, like, time. A lot of speculation yeah, time that too. time travel is a thing because one of the, uh, the uh, uh, rune things that you use is uh, enhanced by with the time mechanic now in, like, the trailer they showed right. last year. So mm -hmm. that could be it. Um, but I'm, I'm with Brad, I think... The title, even if there wasn't, like, I mean, delay is not that far out. It's right. like only to spring. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. they have to give it by the end of the by year. Then. And I think yeah. whether it's the summer or if they want to wait till fall, if they want to have a shorter lead time for that buildup with the, the marketing hype to the release, by, by fall. I don't even think it's going to be, like, like yeah. not the game. It won't even be yeah. the game awards. I think it's too far out. I think it'll be some kind of, like, like the September Direct is the latest. It'll probably be revealed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe September Direct is, sounds more right to me than I think Summer. I think maybe the focus during if they are going to have a Summer Direct, especially now that there's not an E3 anymore, I could see that being on like Splatoon, considering the fact that's a big summer game. Obviously, Xenoblade is September. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are also this year too. Like their release schedule is stacked, that's and true. I think there are a couple other games too that they have not told us yet that I think are going to make it to that holiday season. Um, potentially that rumored, you know, Metroid Prime remake or maybe like a mainline Fire Emblem game. Um, and so I don't know if they really want to. I think like if they want to take their time with whatever this game is going to be, right? Reveal the title, show off a lot of the gameplay mechanics. Maybe it will get its own dedicated direct 
in the in the fall. Yeah. Maybe we'll get like a big Zelda focused direct. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a good it, point. Brad, Brad, I I do see what Brad said being possible as well. Um, yeah. Because because there is no E3 and Nintendo could do it once. They could do multiple directs in the summer. Yeah, There's more exactly. of the timing of it, but you're, you make a good point. There's a lot for them to cover, and this year is pretty stacked as is, so, like, they don't really need to play that card of, like, blowing out Breath of the Wild that soon if they don't want to. Um, right. So, like, like, fall, September direct, or even if they want to do a slightly later in the year, like October, November, just a Zelda direct, as you said, Mm-hmm. I, I mean, regardless, even if it's in, in uh, Summer Direct, I think you're getting a Breath of the Wild Direct at some point. Or sequel Yes, direct, for sure. For yeah. sure. I forgot Pokemon was coming out this year because yeah. of Arceus <laughs> just came out. Yeah. I like, already forgot. So and it's wild. weird, too, because once, once Pokemon Gen 9 was announced, I was like, oh, Breath of the Wild's getting delayed. Because one, I don't think they want to compete having Zelda and Pokemon, and two, like, admittedly, this is probably not a huge part of why they're delaying it, but I think because of how so many people have been calling Elden Ring this, like, big, genre-defying game, like, they're already calling it Game of the Year, I almost wonder if they don't want Breath of the Wild's sequel to be in contention with Elden Ring, if they don't want to have the comparisons and be like, let's have 2023 be our big open world game. Obviously, Xenoblade is also an open world RPG, but it's definitely not in the same vein as something like an Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe that played a part in it as well. And they're like, look, we already have Pokemon this holiday season. We don't need Zelda. And we could pace yeah. all this stuff out. Yeah. I think Xenoblade and Zelda at the same time would be kind of weird. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's Xenoblade so close, would get overshadowed yeah. way too much. And yes. That game, that game needs to be able to breathe a little. Exactly. Yeah. Because... 2017 played out differently. Breath of the Wild came out at the beginning of the year, yep. and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out in December, the very end. I think that was a decently sized gap, whereas yeah. September to possibly October, November, December, like that's too close together for those titles. I don't yeah. know, Roger. It, I mean, it, I'm not saying what you said is impossible. Like, it could be the reason. Um, yeah. I just think it's more... Two, the two main reasons are, A, this year is already very crowded, and they were probably like, even if we can get this done, should we? Because they need to be thinking about next year's lineup as well yeah. and what's going to come out there. And two, I think not quite, like, they weren't worried about like Ellen Ring or anything like that. It's more like there is a lot of expectations for this game. And right. if they want it, they know it needs a little bit more time just for the polish. I think polish, they, they don't want to have any of the mm-hmm. same sort of technical issues that were there at launch for Breath of the Wild that they had to clean up yes. in patches, I think that w- could be one of the reasons why it's taking so long as well, but that's will be another question we'll get into, but yeah, yeah, I, I think the delay is fine, like, I, I, obviously there's been we're questions. used to it, yeah, it's a Zelda, yeah. wouldn't it be a Zelda I mean, release without delays? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, every mainline Zelda I think ever that isn't a remake has had a delay at some point. Every single one, at least in my memory, because I remember seeing like the old stuff on GameCubeAdvance.com and on game trailers about Twilight Princess and all the different delays for that. And then moving on after that, it's like we had the delays for Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. eventually saw the stuff at the Game Awards. So again, it's, it's par for the course for the mainline exactly. games. I'm not too surprised. This, I want to say this, I like how they handled it this time. The, the, yeah, but for with sure. The sequel, this has been very, I think in my opinion, it's been well handled as best as they can by coming out what I think is very soon and not letting us, leading us on. Whereas you mentioned Twilight Princess, that got like a last minute delay and that it 2005 did. delay. It was like August when they announced the delay and it was supposed to come out that November and that was really hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do think they've learned a bit, little bit about perception and timing and how to like make the message go down a little bit better with their, their fan base and consumers. Yeah. Now, with Breath of the Wild sequel being cleared out this year, this next question is about what might be able to take its place and still be Zelda-related from Megan Leinert. Hi, panel. With the delay of Breath of the Wild sequel, could there be any chance of a release of Wind Waker HD or Twilight Princess HD to take its place on Switch? To be honest, for the Switch being out as long as it has and not having these two games yet, it's beginning to be quite frustrating. Why do you think they are just sitting on these two games? (laughs) I'm right there with Brad. I know. I just saw you just go... Like, why, is, why was this out, like, four years ago? Yeah. Like, what's what's going on? Wind Waker in particular, I think it's it's criminal. I mean, I, I know a lot of people like Twilight Princess, but, like, Wind Waker, in my opinion, is probably, like, one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time. And I would love to play the HD version of that, specifically on a handheld. 
I, you know, maybe they are just going to release it later in the year and have that as like their little holiday thing for Zelda fans. Um, I, I'm not against it. I'd be happy for it, but mm-hmm. I also wonder, like, if that's the case, why they did wait so long. Maybe they just wanted to wait till after Skyward Sword. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Especially maybe. if Skyward Sword is going to relate to Breath of the Wild two in some way. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I I never know what Nintendo's thinking. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> that's. I think that's the thing. We, no one knows what Nintendo's thinking. And while this seems like an obvious thing, they should have been. They should have done. Who knows yeah. why they pick which older games to bring forward? I mean, mm-hmm. it seems just kind of random at times when they, yeah. they they pick a game, but there's probably a method to the madness internally that we're just not privy to. Uh, I am with you, Roger, as well. I think if it's only going to be one of the two, if like they don't, I don't think a bundle is very likely. Nintendo's very much about doing piecemeal with these things. Uh, the Wind Waker is the one that's in probably my opinion more in need of getting another chance, like a third chance this time. Uh, yeah. I think the Wii U just not having a large enough stall base didn't do justice for the Wind Waker HD. Um, the sad reality, though, is it might do much better on Switch. I expect it to do the best on Switch oh, it if it gets released. Yeah, of course. The, the, yeah. The, 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 the sad irony of that, or no, sorry, the thing to lament about that is it's going to lose some of the features, most likely, that were in the original Wii U version because Miiverse doesn't exist. So, how are you going to mm-hmm. handle like the tingle yeah. messages? I mean, they obviously can make an in game alternative to that and rework it, but uh, I hope they keep as much of that original identity mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Maybe tweak the, the lighting a little bit. <laughs> it would be nice for me. The personal <laughs> issue of mine is the lighting in that game. But otherwise, uh, but hey, otherwise, I mean, it's it, it, it needs to get a little bit more love and recognition. Like, it does have a very passionate following, but... Mm-hmm. For sure. It's like, like, so, like, just like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, like, I was so happy when it came to Switch because such one of the best platforms, 2D platformers, and it just did not get... A lot of the a lot of attention outside the Nintendo bubble, and I'm like, man, if coming on Switch, it's gonna get a little bit more, and it's sold better. Like everything, all these yeah. ports coming to Switch oh, is yeah. sold better. It's so good to see that. You got such a huge install base. It's not a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm hoping for the double pack, both games in one. That's I think the play to make. Yeah, especially because they've been sitting on them so long, and I really hope they kind of like like you said, Dominic, kind of update them a little more, especially Twilight Princess HD. Yeah. Like, that yeah. game needs to run in 60 frames. Like, when Skyward Sword's doing yeah. it, like, you very gotta do point. it now. That's yeah, a very good I, point. I would also love that having that dual pack, too. Call it, like, the Golden Collection or something. Yeah, and something. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Please don't make it timed release, though, like Mario also. Oh, yeah, Roger. Just remind me. They lo- that, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, uh, this game is not going to be really... They're going to have, like, the Golden Triforce whatever bundle for Wind Waker and Twilight Princess this fall, and then... Oh, yeah, in March, by the way, when we release the sequel to Breath of the Wild, yeah, this is off store shelves forever. So. <laughs> yeah, let's hope they don't do that. Possibly. Um, our next question comes from Shubanker. Uh... Hi, allies. Given what Anuma said about the scope of the game in the delay announcement video and the fact that Breath of the Wild 2 will presumably have been in development for about six years when it releases, what do you think that means for the game and its nature? Most of us have assumed that it'll be a pretty iterative sequel, similar to Majora's Mask after Ocarina of Time, but do you think Nintendo decided mid-development to expand Breath of the Wild 2's scope and make it a much more expansive sequel. Yes, I do think that's what happened. I think it was going to be the Majora's Mask approach of reusing a lot of stuff, but I think they got really ambitious and are like, yeah, let's just make this the real deal next big thing, not just a little side story. Like, this is the, a big deal. Yeah. I do wonder, do you think, I know this is kind of like another question, but I was thinking about it as you mentioned that, um, in terms of like scope and ambition, do you think that maybe the delay and having it be, you know, six years after the original release of the Switch and having it be potentially around the same time, the anniversary of the original game, if there's potential for maybe, and I don't want to bring this up, and I know people are going to be angry, oh, but like for another hardware iteration, right? Oh. And not, I don't, I don't necessarily mean the Switch 2, right? Yeah. Like yeah. We, we got the, um, the OLED last year, right? And mm-hmm. if you look at DS, right, we had the DS, we had the DS Lite, we had the DSi, and then we had the DSXL. There were four versions of it. We've got the Switch, we've got the Switch Lite, we've got the OLED Switch. Like, I would not be surprised if there is some, not necessarily Switch Pro, but something like that that potentially releases 
in spring of next year within this fiscal year. Because they did say last year, we're not going to have all new console or whatever during the fiscal year. And then all of a sudden we got the OLED. So it's like, you know, they're out here lying. They're, they're probably mm, yeah. working on oh, something. Yeah. And if you look at all the other things that are going on in the world right now and the chip shortages and all that kind of stuff, like it would make a lot of sense if they had planned to launch this new iteration of the Switch potentially around the holiday season and then go, oh, we can't do that anymore. And obviously we want to launch Breath of the Wild sequel alongside that. And again, it, it wouldn't be to the same level of a cross-generational thing, right? As the, the Wii to the Wii U or like the Wii U to the Switch or anything like mm -hmm. that. But... Uh, that could still potentially be a possibility. And, oh, and yeah. that goes in line with the scope that you're talking about. If maybe they're like, oh, we can make this game a lot more ambitious, we just need a little bit more power, maybe that's why. Not only does the timeline line up in years it's been out, but it's also the Zelda cycle of putting Zelda on more than one platform at a time right. when it's released, Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild. So yep. me and Damiani have been on this train for like four years, I feel like, of just saying this. <laughs> Maybe this will be the time. Yeah. <sighs> like, it's th it's the thing I want to believe, but the past few years have just especially drilled into me to, like, even the most reputable sources, like, stop treating it as fact. I, It's not impossible. Again, like, I, I yeah. think it has... I, I would give it, like, you know, a 50-50 chance. Like, that there's some iterative hardware, possibly. I just think that there's... The weird rent... The, the thing that throws a wrench into it for me is the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out in September. Right. And right. that, to me, Monolith Soft is a technical powerhouse at Nintendo. And I would be worried that if they had an iterative hardware ready to go and it's like only months away, that that game, I, like maybe they have plans that the game will run enhanced on that version as well. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, right, like, it right. Opened, like what I'm trying to get at here is the, 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 the what is that power difference going to be? And for games like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that will already be out, uh, a lot of people play it, and then like for Breath of the Wild 2 it's not going to be a generational gap like cross gen no. like you're saying, but is it enough that like it would perform not well enough on the base model, even an OLED, that fans would feel a little upset or like consumers feel burned out about that because most games will probably not, you know, tell it'll be like a subtle difference. But like, right. if I, I think like all these grand ideas about launching alongside new hardware is about it being more optimized for it because it's being so ambitious. That to me says yeah. it's not going to be optimized for original Switch and it's going to run poorly on that Switch and that's going to be. The, the worst way to play that game that's in such a big release that seems like a big oversight like that the Nintendo would not do that mm. I mean I don't know maybe they would because I mean the Wii U and Switch versions I mean obviously the Wii U version ran okay but like it was not as good we can mm -hmm. get like I mean even Twilight Princess Wii and GameCube it was like there wasn't that much of a difference between them so Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's like a DSi level or new 3DS level bump where it's like, oh, it's a slight power bump. It's it's just like maybe it, like a stable 30 OB frames. agrees with you. I don't know if you hear that. What? <laughs> my dog's yeah. in the, I said my dog's in the background barking. He agrees with you. So. <laughs> I don't know. Like what I'm talking about here, like is that any of a concern to either of you or do you think it's like that's not – like that Nintendo won't do that. Like it'll just be like a – small bump in performance. I, I think it'll be a small bump. Like, I imagine going from, like, 1080p to 1440p, something along those lines, if not, I'm, like, hugely drastic. Yes. Maybe yeah. 30, maybe 30 to 60 frames, maybe if you're lucky, but I don't imagine it being that huge. And honestly, I think Nintendo would be really, con like, really careful about it running properly on the older hardware. I think I just yeah. feel like Nintendo would put in the extra effort with that, especially for how long this game's development's taking. So like, this game could be the shining example of that. Like, yeah, I don't think if you feel like you played the theoretically the normal Switch version, you'll be missing out on anything. Yeah, of course or you'll get a little better, but yeah, yeah. Or even if like I don't, I don't necessarily even think that they would release it as two different versions, right? That it's a game mm -hmm. that is in it. Just think one. about like, yeah, like think about the expansion pack games on N64. Remember we had like Donkey Kong 64 and Majora's Mask and the games that were enhanced by inspection pack. Like you could play, well, not Majora's Mask and, and DK64, but there were other games that mm -hmm. you could play that had expansion pack support that you could play on a regular base N64. And that's like where my thought process is with this. Not that they would have like a whole second version, but that they would launch it alongside whatever that new iteration of the system would be. And I, I do agree with you. I think it would be like a new 3DS level 
type mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Yeah, look at Xbox games. You know, you buy an Xbox game now, a newer one, and it's just both for S and X at the same time. It's right. Like you're not buying a separate case for each thing. Just right. one. Yeah. To me, I think it, it feels like the more likely thing would be just the Switch OLED made a lot of sense to me because it's still the same model. Oh, yeah, it's a nicer mm-hmm. screen, but like it doesn't really have any more power to it, like better battery life. It, it's it's within the same limits pretty much as the existing units. Like you have Switch Lite, Switch Vanilla, and then Switch OLED. Like maybe a Switch, I mean, you got Switch Lite, but like some different form factor Switch I could see being more likely. Uh, because it helps maintain the current momentum they have. I I, I don't know, like, because even... I just feel like they... I know they said that they were in the middle of the life cycle of Switch. I, I just feel like everything that's been talked about, and, like, some of the things being said about this point back to an NVIDIA leak and in a, a, few, a year or two ago, Bloomberg J- uh, Japan report that talks about, sure. like, upscaling tech to get to 4K... Like, all these other powerful advantages that would make it, I think, a pretty good bump. To me, I feel like that's more for, like, a successor switch at this point. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, wholeheartedly disagree. Because if you look at how huge the install base for Switch is right now, and even, like, what's going on with PS5 and Series X and, and Xbox and everything, too, it's like, people are still struggling to get those systems, and they're dominating the market still. Like, I understand they're not competitors, right, with Microsoft and Sony anymore, but at the end of the day, they're still making video games. And when you look at the media create sales charts, specifically for Japan, and it's the... T- Every game in the top 30 is a Switch game that, like, why would they throw all that out to then make a full-on successor when you've already got all these other record-breaking things that are being set in place with the Switch, right? Like, I think they want, and I don't don't know, right? I don't work for Nintendo, but I would imagine that they would want to push past some of those, like, record sales that they had. for. They already pushed past the Wii, right? What do they have left? DS and Game Boy. Like, they're probably going to surpass the Game Boy by the end of this year with what we're looking at with a new generation of Pokemon and all the other games that are being released, certainly by the release of the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, look, we don't need to make the jump right now. And maybe that semi-generational leap, right, that they don't have to do a full-on new Switch 2 yet is for things like porting over other PS4 games or even potentially, you know, games that couldn't run on that initial hardware, but now they could port over and you could play them in handheld mode. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. I I think they've got such a huge install base. It'd be a shame to throw it out the window, especially if they're first-party games, like you mentioned, with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and everything running on that base Switch. If you get a game like Xenoblade running on the base Switch, like... You don't need to worry about it still for a while. And and not to take over the conversation, but you think about like all of the other franchises we still haven't seen on Switch yet, that would make a lot of sense, right? We still haven't had a second 3D Mario. We still haven't had a Donkey Kong game that is like made for the system. We had Tropical Freeze. I think there's a lot of other weird like revival things they could end up doing. Another mainline Fire Emblem, a remake Fire Emblem we still haven't had yet. A full new generation of Pokemon, Metroid Prime 4 is probably holiday next year. So I think like we've got at least two or three more years with the Switch. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said, Roger. Maybe I didn't make myself clear when I meant the timing of this. Sorry, I've yeah. said this in past Friend Codes and Press ETLA podcast. Um, I don't mean, I didn't mean to imply that the Switch 2 is coming out next year. I think it's years oh, off. Oh, okay. I think, sorry, oh, okay. I think I it's, I think you. Switch, oh, yeah. the Switch 2. I'm like, Switch, yeah, wait, sorry, wait, sorry, wait, sorry. Wait, when you start, because yeah, like, yeah. I was a little confused, I'm like, well, you disagree so much. I'm like, Okay, yeah. I'm like, well, then I when you started your argument, I'm like, oh, you mean the timing? I'm like, okay, yes. I didn't, I didn't yeah, mean, yeah. I like, I see where the cross wires there. I think yeah, yeah. holiday 2023 is the absolute earliest. I think 2024 is the most likely earliest window for a Switch successor because when I said they're in the middle of their lifespan, it means they got a few more years left, which is oh, also yeah, why yeah. I also believe put, factored into Switch uh, Nintendo's decision to push Breath of the Wild into 2023 because they got to support at least probably two more years after this year of releases, and of it's a smart thing to do. Um, I'm saying everything that uh, that people are reporting in the rumors right now that point to some kind of new model. I yeah. think that's pointing to the tech for the Switch successor down the uh, road. Like years. I, I think the yeah, only I, thing that possibly could come. Out, I understand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. The only thing I think that could come out between now and then is another iterative model of the existing Switch, a form factor change to, as you said, to help keep the momentum going without 
separating any like any differentiation in quality of the games running yeah. to keep that momentum going to chase that DS record because why would you cut the legs out from under that momentum right now? Exactly. And I think the thing I didn't finish with the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 thing is if they get that running on there and it runs very well, that's Monolith Soft. They're heavily involved in, in Breath of the Wild's sequel. Part of that extra delay time might be because, as I said earlier, they want this to run immaculately on this system yeah. because it's their yeah. biggest potential yeah. be their biggest game period I, I i mean some people disagree that it might even be the, the original sales i mean animal crossing is a lofty target to chase being you know the best selling <laughs> game but in mario kart uh eight deluxe but who knows i mean why why settle like you should shoot for the the, the stars yeah. there mm -hmm. and like I think they're just treating it like a big deal. This is all this points to yeah. like they are just they know Zelda. This has been Zelda's mo forever. We keep joking about it's not a Zelda game without a delay. That's because they want it to be as good as possible when it comes out. And there might always be technical issues here or there with the Zelda release. But man, it's really hard to point to a Zelda release and say that game sucked or that was like needed more time to cook. And it's like not really yeah. they're all pretty fantastic i mean cut content whole different discussion but sure yeah yeah they're, they they have a stellar track record with those consoles all the releases so yeah sorry to talk so long there i just wanted to clarify that point there but i think you everything you were That's saying good. though roger it was absolutely true yeah. as well but scope though we're, we're, we're talking about why it might lead to a new system or a new thing but I want to hear some the, the, for the question specifically some ideas for the scope like because that delay announcement said to we're going to go to Hyrule again, the skies above and beyond the skies. So it's like, what do you interpret as beyond in that statement? Like what, what's floating around in that head? Space. <laughs> Let's go to space, baby. You know, going beyond. I would not be shocked, and here's why. There was a GDC mm -hmm. thing about Breath of the Wild where they showed like early concept art stuff for it. Remember there were like those really weird futuristic versions of the Guardians? Yep. yep. That would be sick if for some reason. And also the first trailer for the sequel of Breath of the Wild, you see the castle rising up, which mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just would have assumed going up into the sky, but maybe it's like rocketing off into space and the dungeons are in space or something. I'm all for it. I'm off. I was just thinking it'd be like an underworld or something, or like a dark world. But oh my god, yeah, Zelda in space would be fire. <laughs> yeah, I really hope it's something we haven't seen before. Yeah, like, I like the dark worlds, but we've done that a lot. Of course, in the past Zelda games. Like I wouldn't be mad if it was in the game, but like, I think you can swing for the moon kind of now with yeah. Zelda. Like they obviously they broke traditions with uh, Breath of the Wild, but like maybe break a little more if you want. Maybe. Do you like guys weird. think? Do you think we're gonna get a lot of shrines like we had before in Breath of the Wild, or do you think there's uh, gonna be more of a focus on dungeons this time? That's a good question because of we don't know what the world's gonna be like. Like, are the shrines from the first game gonna be there in the world R somehow? Or are they right. Get, like, are they gonna blast off into space too or something? I hope we get more dungeons. I mean, I like the shrines a lot; they're really fun. But like more traditional proper dungeons with right. the physics engine and everything I think would be awesome so hopefully they'll do that but I don't think it'll be the exact same kind of like shrine set as Breath of the Wild yeah. like, you know like running in there and hear a little beep right. going to it I don't think right right be. right because um, I, I really I was oh go ahead, oh, go ahead. Go. no 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 go ahead I really want dungeons to come back and I think as much time as I've been spending on this game I'm seeing a lot of discussion of people expecting great things from like dungeon-like environments in this game. And they had one of the best dungeon concepts, I think, in the original game was Hyrule Castle at the end. Mm -hmm. The amount of ways yep. you could tackle that, getting its own special, like, like I mean, all the other Divine Beasts had a map, but like the scale of that map, I'm like, you know what it reminded me a little bit of is like kind of more like a souls like environment where like you have mm -hmm. multiple paths to go through and there's like wh which one, am I going the right way in this dungeon like it, it yeah. wasn't so much puzzle based as like should you go here there's a hard enemy over here uh oh it's a little hard maybe I'll try and find a different way just reevaluating the concept of dungeon I mean they already did like physics based puzzles which I expect will still be present in here but just like progression in dungeons not necessarily and like and then like leveraging puzzles because Zelda I think does dungeon based puzzles some of the best in the business and like they, they really lean heavily into that so I really hope I'll be slightly disappointed but maybe if they whatever they're doing if it's just as impressive or better 
you know, that that will go over better with me, but man, that's, to me, dungeons are such a core part of the Zelda experience for me that that's one of the things I hope to see come back. Yeah, sure. and so, I'm right there with you. Yeah, because what I was going to say was the stuff with Hyrule Castle, imagining that with something like a traditional fire temple, right? Mm. Or like a traditional Zora temple, like any of these traditional elemental temples, seeing that kind of take on it, I think would be amazing. Mm -hmm. The only thing about it that I'm like, I wonder how they would do this, but I'm not a game developer, so that's why I'm leaving it up to them, is, you know, so many of those dungeons, when you progress through them in something like Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker, they utilize the items that you've had up to that point, right? Not just the item that you get in that dungeon. So yes. if the game is fully open world, how do you make these dungeons interesting to traverse in a way where it's not just focused on whatever the gimmick of the item of that dungeon is, right? And maybe mm -hmm. that's going back to the dungeon multiple times, now yes. that you've unlocked another item, and you're like, oh, this unlocks a new part of it, this is great, where actually you could semi-complete a dungeon, but no dungeon's complete until you actually have all your items. I, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our patron highly, highly anticipated, actually, at was literally just asked about this um, for yeah. last question. Like, they because they're on the assumption that dungeons are returning, so like item usage. So they give some like ideas too. I like you give some pretty good ideas. Like, uh, would you like to see the traditional Sheikah abilities return for all puzzles, or perhaps unique items? This is like the hook shot. I I, I think a lot of people are expecting mm -hmm. some more yeah. classical stuff to come back. Um, they say they think that there could be classic item tools, which then make it possible to reach areas in the world you could only make note of before. So I brought this up before that you like shortcuts or alternate paths through not just the dungeons but world would be possible based yeah. on your item. Um, and they said like basically they say I, they see a hybrid of Sheikah powers and classic items being possible. Um, but yeah, that uh, like, what, what classic items do you want to see come back? Maybe like boomerangs, magic rods. Like I have one in particular. Oh, sorry, those came, asked, those came back, but like any no, other ones that came back. I, I asked this question to uh, I didn't ask it. I brought it up during the uh, G, not the GDC thing, but like the little E3 roundtable. This was years ago, like mm -hmm. during the Spirit Tracks thing, and I had mentioned how much I loved the whip from Spirit Tracks. I think that's such a cool idea, being mm -hmm. able to like whip something, but also pull it back and like switch switches and fly all around the place and then obviously they brought it back for skyward sword right and then moving on from that we had it in spirit tracks we had it in skyward sword i was genuinely disappointed that we didn't have that type of mechanic in breath of the wild because i'm thinking of like what an indiana jones style zelda game could be like right and all the cool traversal things that i think you could do with the whip would just be amazing so if i could choose any one item from all the zelda games that would be my one to come back i think bring back the whip especially because it was just in skyward sword so it's fresh in people's minds yeah what about you brad yeah mine was kind of along the same lines like i immediately thought of the grappling hook from um wind waker you know swing around but the whip is like a more evolved version of that i just think it'd be yeah. so sick because breath of the wild to me was so much about traversal and how you get through this world and just having this whip added into that which just sounds really fun to me yeah. like anything that makes traversing that world more fun or more enjoyable i'm all for i would really like to see the return of magic in a magic meter like a magic oh. meter because oh, yes. past that's like been a pretty big staple of past zelda games yeah i mean definitely. they haven't been every single one but um maybe being able like it could even be like you know like over time you know we had like uh Din's fire, Nair's love, or Nair's love, and uh, Flory's wind, and like one that you warp, like set warp points in dungeon. Other like did fire, but like just like basic spells like that. I mean, you could even go like old school style, like uh, Zelda two, where like you actually learn special abilities that could like like fairy, yeah, like fairy awesome. or like a, a like a defensive yeah. buff or mm -hmm. yeah, something like cool. that. Um, or, or I mean, even Zelda one, like you could like get the rod. And then you can enhance it by getting the Book of Magic, and like, th there's so many things. Like, to me, it's like Link to Pass. I like the best ones, though. Like Bombos, Quake, and Ether, where it's just so cool looking, and it's mm -hmm. like just some kind of like spell casting. Like, because I know where people's minds make going. Like, it gets into like different play styles, potentially different builds for Link. 
Like, if you want, like, to be a swordsman, you could go a swordsman mm. build. Like, if you wanted to go bow and archer, you could go an archer build, or you could go, like, a magic. I don't think it's going to get anything as complicated as, like, a Souls game or something like a, you know, a, a different, like, a more hardcore RPG. But maybe a few different options to choose from would be a pretty cool way to do that. And Like a talent tree or something? Well, no, like, uh, it, it, sort of, but, like, also, like, you, like people bring, bring up the hookshot. Maybe the hookshot is for only one of those types. This way... Oh. You start off with these abilities. It's a solution oh, to the problem of like, how do you make all these cool, flexible options? But we don't know when players are going to get items in the world. That's a lot to sure. take into account. But what if we gave you four different options to start with? And now, as long as you're fixed to those from the beginning, we can craft progression paths that won't lead to any problems. Oh, so, that'd and be also. And maybe you can change between them, or, or maybe it incites a second playthrough. Like maybe there's new game plus. Like, I don't know. Like this just kind of just grew in my head as we we're talking about this because I've been a proponent of like no, put like twenty items in the game and like hide <laughs> them in obscure places. And if you get them, like the benefit is you can go up this mountain now. Like because maybe you can't climb it because it's too slippery or something. But if you get like the claws or something, now you can climb it. And then those claws also work in a dungeon because now you can dig to a subterranean part. And there's a sure. whole different environment down there. It's like, just because the Breath of the Wild 1 was about, I went this way, you went that way. Let's we, we met, Next time we talked to each other, dude, I did this, like, but I did this. It's like, now it'd be like that, like times 10. It's like, dude, I got these items and did this. Like, wait, how the hell did you get that? Where did you get that? It's like, I mean, it feels kind of like what everyone just went through with Elden Ring, like just Absolutely. talking about all this stuff. It's like, it does not literally need to be Elden Ring, but that vibe. I think I'm looking forward to it, trying to have that vibe. And that's where I'd like to see them try to be a little bit more ambitious with the items. It might even be something like A Link Between Worlds where you could like borrow them or something from a, like a, a thing, like the rental system there. They really didn't go back to that well again after that yeah. release, and it was kind of an interesting concept where if you had enough, if you farm enough rupees, you could borrow every item right away, and it's like wreck stuff, but like it was temporary. But if you did enough work, you could permanently unlock the item as well. I like that a lot. Uh, the other thing you bring up though with the with the spells and magic and things like that is we actually kind of know a little bit of what that could be like because of Age of Calamity, where Age of Calamity had like the fire rod and the ice rod and all that other cool stuff with the elementals, where you know if it, if an enemy was in the water, you could use the lightning rod and it would like almost insta kill them. I think that kind of stuff implemented into a mainline Breath of the Wild could be really cool, but also. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you guys have done like full analysis of this trailer multiple times already, but the trailer that was at E3 last year, right, where we see Link and he's in what appears to be like a dungeon-like area, and I don't know if you know the scene I'm talking about, there's like a hand coming down from the ceiling, and I fire thought, shield? yeah, don't we see him like sh shoot yeah. something, fire? So I think he has like something on his shield, like a fire thing on yeah. his shield, I think. So, I so think maybe you could attach things could attach things on maybe to certain items or stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah, and obviously yeah. the arm comes into play in some way too, right? Yeah, we see that again in this trailer too. So maybe different abilities are coming from the arm and maybe that ties into what you're talking about, right? Where you have like these potential different classes from early on the game that you could choose, like focus on an archer or a spell or mm -hmm. something like that and have your arm attuned to whatever that element is or whatever that thing is. I think they'd be really sick. Yeah. What about... Um Item durability. Uh, uh, I'm assuming it's probably coming back, but are there any changes you'd like to see them yeah. do it? I think it'll be a little more refined in the sense of being able to maybe stick with something you like more easily. Like how you could repair the Master Sword or the Hylian Shield in Breath of the Wild. Maybe something a little more flexible like that for many more items. I do think they want you to use a lot of different ones still. Yeah. I think they really like that idea of that for players, but I think maybe... Maybe some of the later items there might be more than like one or two that you could do that with. I, you you bring up something, and I just reminded me of this. And I know we talked about it earlier in the stream. Final Fantasy XIV. See, this is what happens, people. I play Final Fantasy XIV, and now it affects how I'm thinking of Nintendo games. Is you know you have the glamour plates, 
in FF14, mm -hmm. where you can designate a weapon and say, you know, it's not in my inventory, but I can make any of my weapons look like this thing. Maybe something along the lines of that in Breath of the Wild could be really cool, right? Where you still have the power of whatever your base item is going to be, but like, say for example, you find like a really cool looking sword and you want to use it, but you don't want that sword to break, that you could potentially take it to a tavern or an inn or something and say, I want not, and again, it wouldn't be called glamour plates, but something to that extent, some type of magic, right? Where you could then keep that sword, like, but not have to worry about it breaking, but technically would also still be tied to the durability aspect of it, right? Because I think that mm -hmm. a lot of people hate the durability part of Breath of the Wild, but I do think it was kind of important to the main game as you're making your way through it to sort of understand all the different abilities of all the different weapons that were out there. Um, so maybe that would be like a happy medium. Or Brad, like you brought this up too, potentially an item that could make it so whatever your favorite item is never breaks. Like a special coating or something that you would put on yeah, the sword. Yeah, maybe you do a long quest line and you get something yeah. that lets you pick like one or two weapons or something like yeah. that. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. They had the dying of the outfit system the for the, the yeah. gear and stuff. Yeah. So, like, they definitely could push it a little bit further. I mean, even Eldritch started to bring up Elden Ring and you eventually could, like, <laughs> make yourself look however you want of the gear you already acquired. But, mm -hmm. like, what yeah. you actually were wearing, you had the attributes of that. So they, they had the, the glamour system right. in there, too. So... We're poisoned. It's a popular thing. It's a popular <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, mean, of you course. Could yeah. Maybe kind of like how the armor was. You get like a sword or something that has multiple tiers or something like that, and you just upgrade yeah. each tier for a weapon. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think there'll definitely be a quest line either involving like uh, uh, the Chica person who does like the smithing stuff or the forging mm -hmm. or whatever could be expanded upon so that like throughout the game if you bring them certain things you can like reinforce and enhance your yeah. weapons and then and that was also permanent yeah that was present in age of calamity yeah. too there's a lot of cool stuff in age of calamity yeah. that I think people sleep there on is. that they could definitely implement into the sequel game i think it's good because if, if you come across like one of the things about the wall is you come across a lot of the same weapons it's like rather than like i don't have space for this is like trade them in to like enhance an existing thing it's a, yeah. mm -hmm. it's a more meaningful use of your uh, time like you know oh this is just when you get item or inventory clutter and you're just discarding like that, that's an opportunity there to do something you know to, to reevaluate your design i feel like yeah um, the other big question i have for you just for my my personal question is the uh, the main bosses in the the sequel no, there were there were overworld bosses, and then there were the the, the divine beast bosses, which were just the versions of the the, the Ganons. Um, what do you do? You, do you want more from bosses in the sequel? Oh, do you feel yeah. the original was a little underwhelming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, from not necessarily the fight themselves, but as a presence, the boss. You know, they were just like a blight of Ganon, just this kind of like weird thing that had no personality or anything like that. I want like a character like. You go to this region or whatever, like you go to Gerudo Town, there's this big bad Gerudo there that eventually becomes a boss. Like you do this quest line with all, and then you eventually face him at the end of a dungeon or something like that. Something to make the boss feel like a real person. Yes. So just like an amalgamation of Ganon. Yeah. And I, I love that idea too that you brought up that it'd potentially be tied to quest lines because then you could find out more about them before yeah. you actually go to take them down. Like the idea of a open world Hyrule Castle style light temple, but with Twin Rova flying around and like freezing certain aspects when you're there and you're like, oh my god, one half of Twin Rova's coming, I gotta get out of the way. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. this other area is frozen over. Like that could really be cool. And they could do that with reimaginings of a lot of classic Zelda bosses. And obviously they have all these original ideas for Breath of the Wild. They could do some really cool stuff there too with like potential guardians that were left over or like these giant robotic Sheikah things or super mm -hmm. futuristic stuff. They can go anywhere with it. Mechanical Volvagia, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think the most satisfying thing was uh, was it Koga or whatever the. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking in my yeah, mind like too. Yeah, like the Yiga Clan stuff. I'm like, man, I wish there was more of this type more? of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just lean into everything you said. Like that's just exactly what I want to see in that. Um, yeah, overworld bosses. I think it kind of speaks more to like overall enemy design of Breath of the Wall. Just they need a little bit more variety yeah. in uh, just enemy designs. Period. So I'd like to maybe like you go to a different region of the world or different 
part, like underground, sky, wherever we're going, is like uniquely designed enemies for those regions yeah. would be kind of nice to to because I, I think mm -hmm. they need to work on it because Age of Calamity to bring it up again to me accentuated that point because they just added el like elemental versions of every single enemy to try and boost right. the illusion of enemy variety, but it's like. Man, there really aren't that many enemies in Breath of the Wild's yeah. universe right now, so they could they could really they could up that a little bit and do put a little Absolutely. more into that for sure. Um, and finally, the we talked about like beyond, like what that means. The only thing they didn't come up, that I'm curious if you think there's any possibility because you talked about space underground, obviously the, the surface and sky are being considered. What about water? And potentially really going so. underwater, like swimming. Like yeah. it's been a while Zorsu, since we've been, uh, yeah, been able to go underwater. Yes. Oh my gosh. But if you bring back the Zora suit and you make it play like Majora's Mask, where you're underwater and you're doing mm -hmm. the spirals and stuff, oh, 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 oh that's yeah. a dream come true right there. Yeah. Yeah, it could open up a lot of storylines too about like the Zora returning to the ocean or something like that. Mm. Or it could just be some new water race down there. Like who knows? Yeah. Like I think it, they could do underwater combat cool in that game. I think they can make it fun somehow, and I'm really curious to see what they would do. Because, like, underwater combat's usually not that good, but, man, yeah. just seeing how they would tackle that in Breath of the Wild would be so awesome. Yeah. I know you're you're reading uh, or you're watching Fishman Island right now in One Piece, mm -hmm. but, like, the idea of a city in a bubble underneath somewhere yeah, in the ocean so in Hyrule cool. would be super sick, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Go, go, hey, go with One Piece's theme, man. What about uh, we talk about underwater, but sailing, like ships sailing and would stuff, be awesome like, too. And Heck like yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm into that. Leaning into like maybe there's like a treasure hunting like side quest line yeah. or whatever about like obscure spots to find in Hyrule with like lost treasure. There was a little bit of that in Breath of the Wild, just like a, literally the smallest amount of it that I loved in the little island town, in Luralind Village, where there's the mm -hmm. little raft that's on the water and you could use the Korok leaf to like push the raft. Love Something that. to that extent, if you could actually have a sail and traverse around like all the different rivers of Hyrule leading into the ocean, I think would be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild sequel. I feel like we have this show we've talked about theorizing so much and it's like now but the, the, the like we've had a year we had 2022 as a year before sure. now having like a seasonal window like a quarter it's like mm -hmm. spring 2023 it's like it's getting closer to being real like as yeah. long as long as we've been waiting for it, it's like we're almost there like a year like likely a year away from now and but it's so crazy to think that like is they've shown it off a few times, but we've seen so little of this game. It's still so mind blowing to me. I feel like of yeah. any Zelda game, this high profile of a Zelda game, we've seen the least amount about it, especially being a follow up. It's just so weird. Like I think that just like the the mystique around it, like the and it just sets expectations so high. I'm like. I don't know, kind of like riding on like this high about like just seeing it next time. Like that's for me. That's the thing about new Zelda releases is that there's that phase where like they tease it, you don't really know much about it, and then you get to that big reveal. And for me, it's always like that. Like, is it going to be awesome or am I going to be a little bit let down? Like, oh, it's not quite what I wanted, but you know what? There'll always be a next one. So I don't know if you feel that way too about where we are with uh, the Breath of the Wild sequel. Like, are you, like that excited for that like blow gameplay blowout when it finally happens. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for them to, like, really show what this game's got going on. Like, like you said, we're barely getting anything on this game. Like, just, like, crumbs they're throwing to us yeah. over years, and we're all, like, scattering to eat them up, and it's like, I need that piece of cake, that big slice of piece <laughs> of cake. I'm waiting for that. I'm right there with you, too. I think, like... I, I need the big E3 blowout, right? And I'm not really expecting to be disappointed at all. I feel like every Zelda game has been enjoyable to me in some fashion, so I'm sure I'm going to like whatever it is. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's what I need now, too, I think, at this point. I just We're past the tease point. I want that big meaty reveal. Yeah, dumb money. Like, when they show you do Devil Trigger with Ganon, <laughs> since he's infected Link's arm and he's going to be your companion character... Oh. That's the kind of stuff they're saying. You kid, but that would be fire. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's, I just love yeah. this because, like, we don't know what the hook is. Like, we think we, right. like, people speculated and stuff, but it's like when they finally pull the curtain back and we see why this game's taking so long, why it's so crazy, it's like, just you don't get that moment very often. It's yeah, like, you don't. Uh, mm -hmm. and we're so close to that, like, release and then this, and it's like, oh, I'm so excited for that. But we still got a little ways to go. Got a little ways to go. And as this year, 
bunch of other great games coming out, not just on uh, Switch, but like other platforms. So, oh yeah, lot to look forward to and keep you occupied and entertained until that time comes. But unfortunately, the time has come for us to wrap up this episode of Friend Code. Um, I want to thank all of our five dollar and up patrons who submitted questions for this episode of Friend Code. Um, the week we're recording, I will make that post calling for your questions. And remember, you got to be a $5 and up patron to submit them. So thank you. We also have some shout outs for the month of March. I know this is going up in April, but I missed an episode. I had to skip an episode. So this, this is a make good to make sure that they get their two episodes for the month of March. Um, so shout outs to El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick Raymond Wheeler III and Zevondut, thank you so much and shout out. Woo! We're done for now until <laughs> we get yeah. more info. You never know what's going to happen. I can't wait. But yeah, thank you, Roger, for joining us and uh, of course. time out of your busy schedule to talk about Breath of the Wild sequels delay. Thank you, Brad, for joining me on a weekend to do this. Uh, I know weekends are. You know, it's Zelda, so it's Zelda. always there with you. <laughs> yeah, Thank down. you. Yeah. <laughs> always to talk always. about, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Roger, what uh, you know the drill that uh, our listeners and viewers know where they can uh, follow you to see more of your stuff, and what are you uh, currently working on? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and on Instagram as Roger's Base, and on TikTok, actually, too. My TikTok's kind of popping right now, which is great. But <laughs> YouTube and Twitch in particular, um, I'm live reacting to all the new chapters of One Piece. I'm currently doing a playthrough of Triangle Strategy, which I am absolutely adoring. If you like strategy games, you owe it to yourself to play Triangle Strategy. Seriously, like, it is so good. Um, so I'm playing through that, and then I don't really know what's coming up next. I know the next big watch-through series I'm doing, I did Naruto last year. I'm doing Avatar next. So Avatar The Last Ooh, Airbender I've never seen. Yes. So I'm going to be yes. watching that. But I think that's probably another, like, month or two away. So Triangle Strategies, what's on the docket for now? And I do Final Fantasy XIV every uh, Tuesday as well. So if you like FF14, come on through. <laughs> Man, I am so happy you're going to be watching Avatar. Last Airbender, right? <laughs> yeah, Last yes. Airbender. Yeah, yeah. Love it. I went Not through the, the same thing. Not the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I knew <laughs> that. But, like, I didn't know that. I was like, is there, new, is there another Avatar? I'm just going to be sure. Um, no. Because, I, yeah, I, I didn't get into it originally when it came out, and I had a friend's friends introduced me to it. So, like, when I hear about someone jumping in for their first time, like, love it because it's everyone goes i feel like everyone goes to the same thing when they see it for the first time it's like oh yeah special experience for that so pretty awesome i'll have to check out some of that too when it drops so yeah thank you again roger thank you Brad. of course anytime always a pleasure thank you patrons and until next time may the way of the hero lead to the triforce